Welcome back to the podcast. Beloved, this is Big VJ checking in. How about we talk about sports, beloved? How about we talk about our brother, Coach Prime, doing his thing in Colorado, took a losing program, and he turned... Or should I say he's turning the losing football program to a winning and profitable football program, right? Let's talk about that. Let's have that conversation. How about we do that, beloved? Before we have this conversation, I want to say shout out to PCB Florida, right? Uh, Me and the wife went there Monday. We didn't get back to Saturday. We, beloved, had an amazing time in PCB Florida, right? It was... uh, it was great restaurants. It was great people. It was a lot of our people there, but there was all Jamaicans. Uh, beloved, I don't think that we ran into one single, and I mean it's literally not. I don't think <laughs> we ran into one single black American the whole time we was there. I'm talking about a homegrown black American, or like FBA, as uh, uh, Tariq, <laughs> as Tariq Nasheed would say. We didn't see many FBAs in PCB Florida. That's Panama City Beach. We didn't see many. I don't think we've seen any. All the love and warmth and connection that we got was from the Jamaicans, man. And beloved, it, it's a thing, man. The Caribbeans, they got a, um, they're making a foothold for themselves in that city, I would say. It's, it's not right now, but you see that they got a plan. And um, what I do like about Jamaicans, what I do like about our Caribbean brothers is they have a thing for ownership and they conduct themselves as spies. That's why I love them, beloved. They can, they're not like us, right? And it's, I'm not going to take this opportunity to talk about the differences between us. Well, I am, but I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, <laughs> I ain't going to take, oh, I'm just going to say this. They make money to leave the person that they're working for. We're talking about our Caribbean brothers, our Haitians, Jamaicans, Puerto Ricans, our brothers and sisters from St. Vincent. They kind of do it different. You know, um, our Dominican brothers, they make money to leave the job. You know, that's something that we got to kind of like learn as the American Negro out of the wilderness and the hills of North America in the territory that we call the United States. And I'm even guilty of that. I'm okay with it. Like, I can't point the finger. Like, I'm guilty of that. Like, you can work at a job or a company or some enterprise and they can give you a decent-sized check and you just chill. And that's kind of like our nature here. Our, uh, our forefathers wasn't like that. But... Our Caribbean brothers and sisters, they're still not like that because you can see them working all the hotels, all the resorts, all the restaurants, um, 
they got a lot of our brown brothers and sisters from Latin America there too. I mean, but obviously it's Florida, so nobody's really shocked at that. But they work together great. And then the minute they get some money, they save up some money, they get out, they do their own thing. Right? They have um they have lit restaurants, man, and it's just they pleasant, they cool people. I mean, it's just our people. I mean, nobody really shocked at that. But I just wanted to say, like, yo, we had a great time down there. I had to change up uh, one of my vacation locations at the last minute because my mind was set on Tennessee. My mind was set on going to those cabins, man. And they got some cabins there. And then my partner, man, my brother, K. Dinks, he just took his family down there. They kicked it for about a week. They had an amazing time, he said, right? And uh, I'm like, yo, I'm going to pull up on them next. And then the wife wanted to see some sand. And, you know, that white sand in Florida, it gets you, you know. <laughs> it gets everybody. And we had to switch everything around at the last minute. But we had an awesome time on Front Beach Road. And uh, the city is dope. And we just hung out on the beach and just kicked it. And we just did our one-two thing. We did some adulting, right? We moved around. We touched the city. We touched the people. Um very very relaxing so again i want to say shout out to our jamaican brothers and sisters in pcb florida we see y'all man y'all are doing y'all thing and uh it is very dope to see right when we got back to the flat when we got back to the crib when we got back to the house I noticed that the city was buzzing about Colorado. I'm talking about people that don't like football at all like that. I'm talking about folks in my family that I know don't like college football like that. They don't like it. They like it now. Not all of the football. They like Colorado now, right? That just shows you the power of our brother Dion, Coach Prime, Mr. Sanders, right? When I was coming up, he was, uh, shit, he added in. When I was coming up, we didn't even know, really, not really, what a, um, a defensive end was. We didn't know what a cornerback was, we didn't really have an idea. The NFL sold you on the quarterback position, the running back, and then the wide receivers. That's what the NFL sold you on when I was coming up. When you're coming up in the 80s and the 90s, that's kind of like all you knew. But Dion was one of the guys that turned the page on that. He made you pay attention to the cornerback. Because now you have to watch a football game and you start to say, why does the quarterback, he doesn't throw it to the left side. How come he doesn't? <laughs> he They hike the ball and his, his head stay right the whole time. He don't even look left. Dion shut the whole side down. We didn't know nothing about cornerbacks until Dion. Because he was flashy. He was flamboyant. Beloved, he had that spirit of influence on him. He was a pure athlete. He played a lot of, he played professional football, which is, you know, we know is a high level. The NFL is a high level, beloved. 
whether we like it or not, because I don't watch the NFL. I don't watch no sports that's ran by those folks. I don't do it. I watch the big three. After the big three, that's it. I don't watch none of that shit. No college. Um, you know, I got the Michigan flag. I might buy some of the, you know, uh, anything that may be connected with the sports. I still kind of into that, the apparel side. Like, I got the Michigan flag. You know, I might can hold it up. I got the Detroit Lions flag. I might can put it up two or three games out of the year. They get to losing. I pull the flag down because I don't really, I can't, I don't follow the game. So I can't keep up with what they're doing. I don't support the team like that. But I do got the flag. I do got a bunch of Red Wings hats, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'll still do that. That's just part of the culture. It's just what it is. But sitting up watching those two and three hour games, no. I'm like, I don't just, I don't get into it like that. I just, I read too much. I got too much other stuff to do. All right. When we start talking about pure athletes, though, that's in that game, Dion is one of them, and he had a spirit of influence on him. He was flashy. He was flashy when I was coming up. Um, there was another brother that was talented just like him. His name was Bo Jackson. You know, Bo can play ball. Bo, you know, Bo can play baseball, but he wasn't, you know, Dion played football and baseball too, but you knew he had the personality that you gravitated to Dion, right? Because we know all of this about our brother in a weird kind of way, because every man got their own journey. I don't want nobody to take this wrong. Every man got their own journey. It is almost a little bit a shame to watch Dion coach for Colorado. Because our brother Dion is on a he's on a high level. He's on a super high level. And to see somebody at his magnitude take a job that is beneath him, like a job at Colorado is beneath him. Yeah, we make it look like it's cool and all of a sudden Colorado's on television and, you know, yo, check this out. Let me say it this way. Beloved, when I got back home yesterday, my sons are sitting up waiting for the game. <laughs> no, listen to me now. They're sitting up. My sons, my cousins, you know what I'm saying? My brothers, my sister, they're sitting around the crib waiting for the game to come on. Now... I didn't even know the logo to Colorado. I didn't know what the buffs was. I didn't know. I didn't know nothing about these guys. Dion added value to these folks that had no value. We, no, we didn't know who Colorado was. But since our brother went there, we know. The spirit of influence is on him. So there's a phrase, beloved, that our Hebrew Israelite brothers, uh, there's a phrase that they use and they say, they will make merchandise of you. That's what came into my spirit. That's what came into my energy. My thinking. They, talking about the devil, will make merchandise of you. If you cook on that phrase, beloved, if you meditate on that phrase, it's powerful in itself. They will make merchandise of you. Do you know what, what merchandise is? Merchandise is a product that you you fashion something up because you it begins with an idea. It's a creative process. You fashion it up. And once you fashion it up, you polish it, you carve it. It looks ready for show. You put it out. 
we talking about merchandise and what the merchandise does is bring money into you you know in the midwest it's like we call it pimping and hoeing but i'm trying to like keep it kind of clean but this is what we call pimping and hoeing when you make merchandise of a female they take a female they shave her legs they get her hair done nails and foot done you know they put fishnet stockings on the sister they put a nice fancy dress on and they put her out on the avenue we call that the blade they put her out on the blade the purpose is you seeing her looking high price you spend a high price dollar but the dollar kind of go it goes past her into the pockets of the man of leisure the gentleman of leisure aka the pimp it's pimping if i'm not mistaken our brother Deion Sanders is set to receive a total of like $29.5 million over the next five years, right? Uh, if we can, we're just going to do some quick math on our feet. That figure don't include potential bonuses and incentives, right? But we're talking about $30 million over five years. Now, the devil already came out and said when they put that contract together for our brother Deion, the money wasn't there. They didn't have it. It wasn't. It just wasn't there. But they knew they can leverage Dion's celebrity to bring that money to them. They knew they can make merchandise of him. They knew they can pimp him. Right? If we just keep it in playing, they can pimp him. $30 million over a five-year period. So, as head coach, Coach Prime, he put in the bonus and the sentence. He might go. He's going to be making roughly about $5.5, $5.6, $5.7 million annually. That's no peanuts. Right, that's no peanuts, that's no popcorn. That's some real money, right? But that's not real money for Dion. Because Dion is adding value to Colorado. Colorado's not adding any value to Dion. He's Dion. He was prime before he got there. We as our people, we if he went to because I'm looking at the record, I checked the box scores this morning. I wake up because I didn't watch the game, but I heard my sons them hollering, and then I took a peek at the score, and then when I came back, I hear my son saying, it's going to overtime. It's going to overtime. And I say, the guy is just the mighty such guy. <laughs> I'm just sitting in the living room. I can hear him in the back. I'm saying, I, I don't have to watch the game. Dion is going to add value. He's going to win. He's a winner. He was a winner in professional sports. He was a winner at the HBCU. He's going to win. He's a winner everywhere he goes. I just hate that our people think that the white man ice is colder. Like, he could have took this same spotlight the spirit of influence that he had on him and illuminated his own people, his own program, his own schools. He could have did it to the, I know he had an issue at when he was in Jackson, but it's like, well, it's like a hundred HBCUs. He could have just said, well, I don't like it at Jackson. I'm going to just take my show out on the road somewhere. Uh, Jackson's not treating me right. I'm going to Alabama A&M or Alabama State or Albany State or you know, I don't like nothing they're doing down in Mississippi, so I'm going to Fayetteville State University. Uh, Grambling, right there in Louisiana. Hampton University. There's so many HBCUs. Our brother could have went, but it's okay. He's an adult. He can make his own path. He can make his own journey. And our brother often say, well, he's following God. He's listening to the voice of God and... Um, there were some black males, some brothers that lost their coaching jobs and never got the opportunity to have a coaching job at that level in college football. So it seems like our brother is trying to do the best that he can to open up doors for his people 
to coach on that level, NCAA, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12, etc., right? All right. If you just did the numbers, right? 2012 is about 17 black head coaches, NCAA. Well, let me just say coaches, right? Because it's they just throw them all together. Well, your assistant coach, head coach, it's a few numbers. I will admit to that. So we had 17 in 2012. So by the time you get to 2020, you had 13. So now the current number is 15, right? We're talking about the FBS level. 15 black head coaches. Um, shout out to um, Arkansas Baptist College. Shout out to Allen University. Uh, shout out to Lincoln University. Shout out to North Carolina A&T State University. North Carolina Central. Um, who else we got? Shout out to Southern University and A&M College. Southern University at Shreveport. Uh Virginia State University, shout out to the HBCUs as a whole. Whether you got an athletic program or you do, you don't. Football, baseball, soccer team, basketball team, engineering team, whatever you got. We appreciate the HBCUs. We know that our people need funding. We know that it's an issue because everybody can't pay grant their way through. We know it's going to take some alumni dollars. But we're giving our athletes and our greatest minds and our people to have the greatest spirit of influence on them. And we're losing them to the devil. Because, again, I look at Colorado. They don't add no they don't add anything to Dion. They don't give Dion a resume. He went to a toilet bowl team. He didn't go to like he didn't walk right into college football at that level. And he went to Auburn or he went to Alabama Ohio State somewhere, Notre Dame. He went to a, a trash team. He's going to add value to a team that has no value. And it's just interesting how our people, how we do things. Now, we just talking. We just talking. You know, we don't want to just always criticize black males for just being legit, being honest, family love, and just doing their own thing. We get that. What we will question is, how do you have a name and fame and money and we're still trying to prove a point to crackers that we're just as good as them? And in our proving we're just as good as them, we're making them rich as ever. We're making them rich as ever. Yo, the Buffaloes football home seating capacity is 53,000 and change we talking about Folsom Field 53,000 and change that place would sit the average ticket is $226 and it's been that way since Dion has been there after their first home game 53,000 plus tickets were sold they made $12 million in change. We're talking about the Buffaloes. We're talking about Colorado. We're talking about the people that they brought in to force them feel. And we're not talking about... Our, we're talking about ticket sales right now. Because we ain't talking about no beer, no popcorn, no bottled water, no Coke products that were sold, no Doritos, no jersey sales, no hats, no visors, none of that. 
uh, Buffs Apparel, you know, no cups, no glasses that got the logo on it. We ain't talking about no athletic apparel at all, no parking, no scalping. We just talking about ticket sales. $12 million in ticket sales after one game. He's adding value to Colorado. He's adding value to and and when you listen to his intentions is that I want to get more black coaches on this higher level and I'm like why why do we feel we have to prove something to devils and while we're proving something we're making amends I want somebody to prove something to me (laughs) I want somebody to come prove something to their brother VJ and in the process, you proving me wrong, you're going to make me millions of dollars in the process. Now, how come our athletes don't do that to us? How come they don't prove us wrong and make us millions of dollars? Because we don't make no money off the guy. We don't make no money off Colorado is going to win, beloved. Because the numbers is going to say they're going to win. They don't need a bunch of good years from Dion. He got a five-year deal. That's perfect. They just need one hot year. And it looked like they're going to get the hot year this year. Because in six games, if you're bringing in 12 men, because those college football games, they get about, about five or six home games, something like that. Don't quote me. I, I'm not no, I don't follow sports like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just not what it is. They get about six home games, if I'm not mistaken, though. If you're generating $12 million of one game, we're talking ticket sales. After six games, it's like $72 million. They, they made their money. They just need one hot year out the brother. Now, we're not going to make any money off that. That money, that $72 million, because if unless you've been living underneath a rock, they're getting all this primetime coverage all of a sudden. I never knew the logo, beloved. I didn't know the buffs exist until our brother got there. Listen to me now. I did not know it existed. Now, I didn't pay no attention to Jackson either. But when Jackson started coming on TV, we're watching it. It's a different kind of funding there. You go down to the school, they're doing all kind of renovations, fixing roads, because the money is coming in now. They can do all kind of things at their HBC because the money is coming in. But then when our brother leaves, he takes a spotlight with him. Now, that's his business. That's his own trail. That's cool. I just, he's his own man. We're just having a conversation about, I don't know, beloved. Why do our athletes feel that they have to do that to folks that's already, they already winning? The Lakers didn't give LeBron James nothing. The Lakers is a it it's a historic franchise. It's powerful. But they didn't do nothing for LeBron legacy. He was already LeBron when he got there. Now, if LeBron took his name and his brand and told Ice Cube, I'm gonna come on and play, give me a contract, but I need 15%, 20% ownership for me to get that flow. Can you imagine what a big three would have been? We don't do that, beloved. But we put God in it though, a lot of times. We all, yeah, man, God told me to. I just have a thing about this whole. There's no way that the original people, because I feel more comfortable if I said this way. There's no way original people and non-original people is operating off the same righteous power and forces. It's not so. Because there's something about this thing where we are convinced as original people that we are blessed we find ourselves in the employee slot, though, not the ownership slot. 
we're finding blessings in getting a check. And you know, it's just what it is. Can you give us millions and millions of dollars and we still want to work? Many of us ain't with that now. Are you giving us a check for some millions? Like, we ain't finna work for no devils. We're not finna add value to you like that. You gotta be out of your mind. That's why it's not hard for us to live as a village. All we have to do is listen to the voice of our ancestors and our own elders. We don't have to look around the world and find famous books and all this old kind of stuff from people that do not look like us. That's not from the wilderness of North America. We don't have to do it. Uh, Let me share something with you that Mr. Muhammad said, right? Peace be upon him. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad is no longer here, but I'm just going to share something that he said, and I just want you to consider this, right? Um, Mr. Muhammad was the only man to come to us and say that the black man is God and the white man is the devil. It never happened before him. No pastor poor chap, no minister, no no religion, no clergyman of no shape, form, or fashion never came to our village and said, the black man is God and the white man is the devil. Because we had church backgrounds, that was confusing to us. We didn't understand what that meant. You know, many of us still don't understand what that means, right? When you come on Real Black Contents Form podcast, we say that God only means righteous power and force then you learn that you have a nature as an original man your nature is freedom justice and equality you're just born that way you're made you're created that way and then you learn non-original people is not like that their nature is different than yours right so much so that they have a nature of captivity corruption and disproportion when you look at africa today if you look at Central Africa today, nigger, the country nigger, the devil would call it Niger. N-I-G-E-R. It's nigger, but the devil says Niger. Different story, different day, because I can break the nigger down, but I, different story, different day. They're trying to get France out of Central Africa, certain parts of Northwest Africa, and send them home. They don't want the Frenchmen there. The head of states that's running the show as a collective, because there's a few of them that's got together and say, we don't want the French no longer in our business. We want the French to leave. And then France say, no, we're not going anywhere. The whole world sees it. They're not doing anything about it. In Central Africa, there's been an awakening saying, well, we figured out the devil. We figured this European out. I say all that to say, well, we didn't have to really figure him out in the wilderness of North America because we had a man that come to us and say, he is the devil. If you do business with him, if you're in close proximity with him, captivity is coming. It's not on the way. It's coming. It's a package deal when you deal with him, right? Corruption is coming. Disproportion is coming. It's arrived when you see him, right? This same man, Mr. Muhammad, taught us that a bee, right? A honeybee 
would never take his hard-earned nectar and give it to a mosquito's habitat. He won't do it. If the bees got together and gave the mosquitoes any of their honey, it will only be the surplus. The bees would feed the hive first. Then whatever they had left over, they'd give it to the mosquito family. Now, this is age-old wisdom from our ancestor now. Peace be upon him. Mr. Muhammad is no longer here. But we didn't have to get like that wake up that the Africans had to get. We was taught it. We was taught that it comes with dealing with this man. All right. All right. All right. Let's cook on that a little bit. The lions feed themselves. The tigers feed themselves. They don't take what's left over and they give to the hyenas. And they start chasing folks down. They're going to give the uh, the alligator a piece. And all. No. Every, no matter what animal species it is. Their collective group feed themselves first. That doesn't make them crazy. That doesn't make them racist. That doesn't make them anything. Now, we can get black entertainers. Tell you that God led them. Their God. Because they got a different God. Because I'm pretty sure our righteous power and force want us to have our own thing. I don't see our righteous power and force, God, is summoning us and leading us to go and work for our open enemy and make him richer and says this is an opportunity that's not an opportunity for us that's not an opportunity now our own ancestors said well look the honeybee won't even do that the honeybee make all that honey and he ain't sharing none with the gnats <laughs> he ain't giving none to the mosquitoes now you look at the human family. The Koreans come in. They don't share nothing with you. They come and build Chinatown. They don't share nothing with you. Little Italy is here. They don't share nothing with you. Hell, little Arabia is here. None of these folks is sharing nothing with you. How come you never hear an Italian say God led them to the black community to work for you to make you rich? It never happened. So what kind of guy do we have now? What kind of cuz when you get around black folks, you know, like uh, our brother Dr. Khaled Muhammad said, I just don't hate nobody. <laughs> I just love, I just love everybody. I just, the Lord leading me. Where he leading you, sister? He lead me to work for Sister Sarah, and I'm already rich and famous, but he just led me to go to Sister Sarah's house, and I'm just going to work so hard and pick a, a lot of cotton, so many bales of cotton, so Sister Sarah can have. But why don't you pick it for yourself, sis? What about your own family? Did you take that cotton? I had a bad experience with my family, and so you didn't move around and go to different family members? You had a bad experience at Jackson? You didn't go to Alabama State? You use that as a springboard to jump and go make this cracker $72 million in six games? And we and if we say this, we're hating on you. Because we're so tunnel the tunnel vision is unreal where we take our celebrity Shaquille O'Neal and we'll help Papa John's when they're falling to keep this devil up. We are trained. Well, maybe I should say it this way. Our celebrities are trained and they sell it to the public as if 
it's a blessing plan. Working for the devil is a blessing plan. Having millions of dollars, let me rephrase that. Having millions and millions of dollars and working for the devil is a blessing plan. But we from the hood know we would never do that. We would never have millions of dollars and fame and influence and go to a shit bowl cracker organizations and schools and universities and build them up to make them rich so we can prove a point to the devil there's no way we would do that you ever been to an hbcu beloved had any of your family members go to an hbcu or hbu uh sister school a juco junior college you see how those teachers teach you there it's like family man you ever went to an HBU football game? It's different, bro. They got the grill out there. Frankie Beverly and Mays is playing. Um, the OJs is playing. Stevie Wonder is playing. You know, they cooking that swine. But you know what they got in front of these football games now at the HBCU? They got the food trucks and they got the vegan food truck out there. They selling that people spring water. Man, this is different out there. It's like a family reunion when you're out there. And then mom and them, mom and them go out to that game and support. She don't really watch, you know, mom and them don't really watch the game like that. Mom and them wait around. Mama got to see that band. You know, mom, mom and daddy don't want to see that margin band. Mom and them and, and, and daddy and them sit around and watch the soul of our people. That's what an HBCU life is like. Can you imagine... If we had more of our superstar athletes just go and sit with their own, they just don't want to do it. What you can't do is, I can be happy for your success, but you can't come sell it to me like it's a blessing plan. You can't put no righteous power and force in it. You with the devil. Ain't nothing about that. Man, we've been past that stage. Black folks with millions of dollars working for crackers, that ain't nothing for us. That ain't no God led you over there. You went over there. Because you just like being around them folks. We, you know, you just, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with it. We're free people. You can go and work. You can pick any kind of cotton that you want. But if you got millions of dollars and you still want to get on your, your enemy's cotton field and pick you some bales and all that, that's your business. But don't sell it to us like it's, you know, because we just rooting for you because we're your brother, man. Wherever you went, we was going to root for you. And the devil knew that too. So he puts you on the payroll with him to make him millions and millions of dollars in so many so-called white families that our brother finna take care of because they're gonna build that institution up in colorado man brother they finna build it up because the rest of our cousins is at these other universities playing they got the scholarship we ain't mad but they paying to see you if we kept our own talent at home like the honeybee just kept our own honey with our own hive what would the NCAA program look like? Huh? Because we, we ain't got to a point now. We know they ain't not really helping us. They ain't never really helping. Let's keep keep it all the way funky. As our Hebrew Israelite brothers would say, they make a merchandise of you. They ain't never help you. We don't say merchandise. You know, that's what our Hebrew Israelite brothers. We say pimping at home. They pimping on you. They got you on the blade, brother. They got you on that blade. You're going to make them rich. And like American media, they got to build you up first because they're going to sell the build up story. But, but you know, you were dealing with the devil. They're going to tear you down too. I do watch our brother interviews, Coach Prime. They're entertaining. And he always talk about the haters. They ain't us. Brother, we believed in you from the beginning. 
<laughs> we don't care where you went. Hey, if Dion would have went to a uh, one of the Arena League teams, we'd have supported. It's our brother. I mean, you can be zero and three. Cause I checked the stat, like I say, I checked the box score, and it's day three and zero. I said, man, if our brother was zero and three, we still love him. But you know what? If you was on three, we would love you. But that devil would have showed you exactly who he was, and everything would have been different. And the camera's gonna be in your face because. They're setting you up, big dog. I never seen a coach doing so many interviews, talking so much, and they're gonna they want to keep you up there. And they want to keep when you start losing, they're gonna keep you up there. Now you have to start explaining, 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 and it's all about the money. Merchandise. But the beehive, the bees ain't doing it. The hive gonna eat first. You can't get none of this honey to the hive eat. So why are we asking black coaches to come out to the NCAA National Cracker <laughs> Athletic Association? Cause that's what it means at that level. NCAA National Cracker Athletic Association. Why are you asking our brothers to come to that level? They don't want us there. That's why there's only 15 uh black head coaches right now. They don't want us there. So you're gonna fight your way into that. We're gonna keep proving to them. Where's the Asians that, that's fighting their way to be an NCAA coach? They don't care. They ain't, they ain't worried about it. Because they know it's about the money at the end of the day. And they say, well, I, got, I come out there. I turn your program around. I make you millions of dollars. What you going to name a street out to me? You going to let my grandkids come here for free? Like, what you going to do? Like, what do we get out of deal? What does black folks get out of deal when Colorado has a winning program? What do we get? When we know 98% of the students that's there are devils. And they finna fall into $72 million plus this year. And they're going to get the finest of technology and everything else. And what do our people get? Don't get nothing. We're going to leave it there. Beloved, we're going to leave it there. NBA coming up. NBA season coming up. We're going to watch Billion Dollar James. Get on the flow. Run another season and they're going to show it to us like it's a win. We're going to stand with our brother Dion because we love him. Because this is our brother. But the white man ain't just colder. We didn't know who the Buffs was last year. And if you if you just step back and look. All these entertainers are flying in to see the game. Rappers you ain't seen in years. Actors, actresses you ain't seen in years. Everybody taking that trip. Flying, I said, God damn, the state of Colorado won this weekend with Colorado playing Colorado State. All the hotels they sold and the shopping malls and the bars and clubs. And the devil going to save some good booze. Ooh. They've made a lot of money off our brother. And I say, boy, Savannah State University could have used that money. Russ College could have used that. Prairie View A&M University could have used that. Selma University could have used that, brother. Sisters, come on, man. Stillman could have used that. Tennessee State, Texas College could have used that, right? We're going to leave it there. Shout out to Xavier University, man. My little sister, man. She went down to the boot. She got a degree out of Xavier University, HBCU. And, uh... <laughs> 
Man, our people could have used that money, boy. I, I, you know, I start looking at the financial aspect of. I get a little tight sometimes. I say, man, I show people sure think the way, man. Ice is cold still to this very day. Still to this very day. It's interesting how we judge relationships, right? If a black man got on on television because he he married the devil, if he got on television and said, yeah, man, Shamika didn't treat him right, and he because he was only with one Shamika. And he drops Shamika. The next thing you know, he is with goddamn uh, Beth. Uh, he's with Cindy or Megan, right? He is with Misty. Him and Misty's hanging out. What do you say? Man, that nigga is sellout. That's a relationship. That's personal, right? But when they do that in business, we don't call our people out like that. You know what I'm saying? He, Jackson was just one spot, bro. He just, damn, it's a hundred more HBCUs out there. You had a problem with one and you ran to the devil and then you ain't even gonna get a fine ass. You know how when we start talking about leaving from one woman to another, you ain't even gonna get a badass white girl. You know, it's, you know, people, you do what you do, interracial dating, but it's just something about when a brother, he leave a sister, that was fine. And if and we always say in our hearts, say, man, if you're gonna go jump over the other side of that gate, man, get you a bad Gentile. Go get you one that got a nice shaped Coke bottle. Get you somebody that right. You know what I'm saying? But when we see our brother leave from the original woman in his personal life, and he go get, he went down to the bottom of the trailer. <laughs> Look, that nigga went into the cave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He went into the cave and pulled him one out. Our forefathers used to call used to call them knuckle draggers because they didn't walk on all four. They walked, they, they can in a Reese's monkey. So he went and got a knuckle dragger and he walked around with the knuckle dragger and he's like, yeah, because Shamika didn't treat me right now. This is my excuse. We wouldn't let that be a good enough excuse. We say, no, nigga, that's what you was in your heart from the beginning. You love them knuckle draggers from the beginning. The mayonnaise ass women, you love them from the beginning. But when our brother do that in business, we excuse him. I, I I I can't I can't work for no niggas. They up in here, they stealing from the locker, they just doing I, I can't I can't work for no niggas. All right, all right. And then next thing you know, you say, oh that's what you oh okay, bro. Just come on. <laughs> that was in your heart from the beginning. <laughs> you like being around them people. You like them people cameras, man. You like the way they hold the camera in front of you. Oh man, you love them four cameras, man. You love just got them being in the limelight, just talking and smiling. And, oh man, you, oh man. We're going to leave it there. We love you anyway, my brother. We love you anyway. We want you to succeed. And we know that your success is tied in with the success of your new master that you are under contract with for four more years. So we hope you win. For the plantation's sake. Peace and black power to you, family. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, God, for hanging out. Beloved, this is indeed Real Black Content is from Podcast. This is your brother VJ. Until next time, beloved, we're going to get it with you guys later. Peace. You got to be a little crazy to disrupt right you got to be a little crazy to disrupt and here's what happens when you tell anyone especially like coach prime yeah you can't do something so today <laughs> oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, yes. It's personal. I think yes. it's always personal.